you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Ready to rock out to some ACDC and watch trucks drive through things. Yeah, this is a step away from a monster truck rally. Oh my god. It was just it's just so much things getting destroyed and like ACDC playing constantly. And it's like the Dixie Diner. Yeah, it's like a Devilation Derby in the South. Yeah, man, I, I know I'm supposed to hate this movie. Like, oh, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Stephen King's always like, when people ask him, why don't you direct more movies? He's like, did you see Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> I know that I'm supposed to not like this movie. Man, I kind of love this movie, though. Oh, this movie is so much fun. I love this movie. Of Like, it's so funny, even like the behind the scenes stuff of Stephen King was so drunk and coked up throughout the entire thing. He doesn't remember making it. He straight up disappeared for a few days, and they had to keep going. Well, they, I remember, like, it's, it's one of, like, the behind-the-scenes people did an interview in, like, the early 2000s. And they are like, I don't ever remember seeing Stephen King doing coke. But it would be, you know, like, 8.30 in the morning. He's on his 10th beer. <laughs> Dude, uh, there was a bunch of stuff. Like, someone got injured on set, like, a major eye injury and stuff like this. Like, there was a lot going on. Yeah, like, was it the, um, a lawnmower? Like, there was a piece of wood stuck in it or something, so they turned it on, and it, like, fucking hit him. It's like, oh, shit, Maximum Overdrive is real! <laughs> <laughs> so this is based on a Stephen King short story called Trucks, and it was greatly embellished for this movie to fill out the full runtime and everything but did you ever see the trailer for this not the regular trailer where it's showing all the scenes from the movies like a trailer does but the one where it's just stephen king talking with a few little snippets of it yeah instead of letting someone else direct my movies i thought why not do it myself or something like that it's all like (laughs) dark room with a spotlight on him and everything oh my god this is peak cocaine stephen king which is like my favorite version of him it's just insane man in the 80s just screaming with his wild eyes a lot of people have directed stephen king novels and stories and i finally decided if you want something done right you ought to do it yourself this is also him at like full power you know what i mean he was never this popular before like he was probably never this rich before you know what i mean like more adaptations coming out at once he was at maximum form, Stephen King. This is fucking uh, Scarface with the giant pile of coke on the table. Just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, this there's just so much weird going on in this movie. You mentioned the ACDC thing. I wanted to talk on that. Remember, that used to be a really big thing. I think the biggest example of it was probably Prince with Batman. Like, the Batman 89. That's probably the biggest example. Alice Cooper with Friday the 13th Part 6, Greg. He had two songs on it. No, who's Prince? (laughs) No, but do you know what I mean? Where it's like, this movie and this artist tied together, and that's a major part of the marketing for the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where the entire, like, Who Made Who ACDC album is the, like, soundtrack for this movie. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's just wild, a lot of it. It, it almost feels like product placement, especially when you see the van in it and everything, which some people are, oh, that's supposed to be ACDC. This is the 80s. ACDC was not touring in a van at this point. 
oh my god if that was where acdc was it was like we got to fucking get rid of brian johnson something's gone real bad we were doing great with bon scott <laughs> all right um did he get a trifecta on this no he did not produce it They're written and directed okay yep we have maximum overdrive written and directed by stephen king from 1986 um it starts off with just the words on the screen uh exposition and everything about how the earth is in the tail of this comet right now that's passing by earth and it will be for the next eight days and all this kind of stuff no this is like this is where you can tell stephen king was like not only is it eight days it's eight days 20 hours 27 minutes and 13 seconds it like breaks it down to the seconds and i'm like oh he's like fucking like ah right now (laughs) right in this then we cut to Wilmington, North Carolina, and you see the certain man, Stephen King's cameo in his own movie, going to the ATM, and fuck you is flashing on the digital sign above it. And then the ATM, when he goes to take money out, calls him an asshole. Hey, honey, come over here. This thing's calling me an asshole. I love, too, it's like he has his like big glasses on and his Stephen King hat. And he just flips up the visor, like, because it was, like, old school. It's not, like, the transition lenses we have now. It was, like, literally had to clip sunglasses onto your glasses. He's, like, looking into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> this machine just called me an asshole. And then right into the title card to ACDC's Who Made Who? Which, uh, ACDC is, so many people have a love-hate thing with them. They were so huge, and now they're, like, dad rock kind of thing of like they got so oh my god they've been dad rock for a long time yeah they've been so overplayed on the radio like back in black i can never hear again and i'll be completely happy but you don't hear who made who that often really so this was like oh i remember like kind of like an ac i used to love acdc was in elementary school they're one of the bands that got me into rock but um it's like Oh, it's been a long time since I've actually like listened to ACDC. So it's like, who made who is not bad. Yeah, it's it's not bad. The ACDC of it all, like you said, they, I almost burnt myself out on them. Not even by my yeah. own choice because they were everywhere. They're on everything. But yeah. no, when you take a step back, I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. There's a, it's like Kiss, where there's certain songs I can never listen to again. Other ones, it's like, oh, this one's pretty good. Like I haven't listened to this one in a while. Like, they're kind of yeah, like... ACDC's good. Yeah, ACDC's better. Yeah. <laughs> but we turn... We cut to this drawbridge, and two of the guys that are in the control are sitting there hanging out. And this is our first example of how this works. So, this comet is possessing all of our electronic, Not even electronics, our machines, everything like this. And, like, it's making them self-sentient and everything, and they work for themselves. But they can't just lift the drawbridge. The buttons still push. And they, like, pull themselves in to press and everything and operate the drawbridge right when all these cars are crossing it. And, oh, no, the melons. Why does this scene go on for literally 15 minutes? This scene goes on for so goddamn long. Of It shows, like, the cars driving across the drawbridge for a good two straight minutes, not even exaggerating. And you're like, okay, I get what's going to happen. And then they're like, oh, switching the things. And then it still takes forever for the drawbridge to start doing the thing. And then once it starts to raise, 
there's chaos for like another like good seven minutes of just cars crashing, flipping over for no reason. A really cool ACDC van gets ruined for no good reason. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of I love this scene though. I I think it does go on long, but once the crash starts, man, it's a fun pile up and everything like that to see. Oh yeah, it's cool seeing like everything flip around. I love the one guy's like perfectly in the middle of the bridge when it's like raising. So he like steps out for half a second and tries to like then gun it, but his like axle falls off. I guess yeah, he, the whole truck plummets down. Yeah, the guy on a motorcycle falls off. Uh, no recordable deaths though in this scene i also love it's the old man drawbridge guy yelling at like the new young guy of like you don't understand what's going on he's like smacking him with his hat yeah (laughs) um next we cut to the green goblin is in this movie brett so there's this the main truck like that you've seen when talking about this movie is the happy toys truck and it has the Green Goblin, the villain from Spider-Man's face on the front of it, which I still haven't quite been able to understand why. Literally, at the very end of the movie, you know, when they're like, oh, and special thanks to blah, 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 and we use this and whatnot. It's like, and the Green Goblin likeness um, allowed by Marvel or whatever. So they got, like, permission from Marvel to use the actual Green Goblin, like, likeness mask thing on the top, on the front of this truck. That I met. I met this truck. I have too. It was at a convention near us. Yes. But that still doesn't answer my question, Brett. Why? Why is the Green Goblin on the toy truck face? He, it's not like, let me see, something that would make sense. Like, I don't know, Elmo. Cause Tickle Me Elmo or something. Like, yeah. There was never the, the hottest selling Green Goblin toy specifically. Yeah, there was Green Goblin toys like mixed with all the other Spider-Man characters. But I can't recall a time that, like, it's not like a Cabbage Patch doll or something where there was huge. No, it's the Green Goblin. Why? Like, I get that, like, because I almost said, like, Spider-Man would be the better option. But Spider-Man's the yeah. hero. You have to use the villain. But at that point use the joker because that's way more like known than the green goblin like we know it because i used to like comics but it's just an odd choice i don't understand why it works perfect i love it but it's just very weird yeah but it is just like it's like the leader truck but like it's easily destroyed at the end yes the driver goes in for some coffee the tv is not working right and then we also cut to this guy in there playing pinball in the arcade room of this truck stop. Do you know who this man is? Oh my god, it's fucking Gustavo Fring. It's fucking the meth boss. I never knew that until this watch. I learned it before I was watching it this time. Neither did I, and because I always look up the stuff on Letterboxd. And I saw, like, I recognized his face. I'm like, there's no way Gus is in this movie from Breaking Bad. Just like, no, there the fuck he is. I guess he stole a bunch of cigarettes to start his meth business. He's like, I could sell these. And then this will help me start up my chicken brother's uh, restaurant with my brother. And then everything will be happy sailing. Nothing bad will happen. (laughs) Actor, you have one last chance to look at me. Look at me in the eye. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. All the vending machines start, like, spitting out everything. And this guy is having the time of his life because all the machines are going weird. He's getting all these cigarettes, uh, candy, everything is coming out. I love when they cut... 
when they cut back to him, he has like a coat. He's stuffed every pocket. He has it stuffed under a shirt. He's wearing a hat. The hat is stuffed on top of his head with everything. He's just having the time of his life. <laughs> There's a Twinkie sticking out from under his hat. Like, I could imagine yeah. this happened to me, and I don't even smoke cigarettes anymore. And I'd be like, fuck it. I'm grabbing all these cigarettes. Someone I know smokes. I'll be like, here, here's exactly. a million free packs. I got all these candy bars. Like, I imagine running into the house with all this with Liz. She's like, what did you do now? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, out of the gas pump, they're filling up the Happy Toys truck, and the gas pump stops. The attendant looks at it and it sprays him right in the face. What? Why did you look directly down it anyway? Well, it's so funny because he, like, looks he's like looking down the barrel they like sniffs it it's like yep that's gas uh just gotta make sure real quick oh yeah that's gas but yeah he's like poking inside the thing and of course it sprays him in the eyes which later his eyes are bleeding <laughs> yes we're introduced to bill our main character um what's his name and Emilio Estevez, that's it, from The Breakfast Club. Holy shit, this is yes. the jock guy when they're having lunch, and he brings out, like, four sandwiches and a whole bag of chips and, like, a gallon of milk, like, three apples, and then he's about to put his bag down. He's like, oh, no, there's some bananas. Like, everyone's staring at him. <laughs> yep, so he's working out here, and we're introduced to the owner of this truck stop, who's an asshole, and he tells Bill that he's going to be working nines but only paid for eight. But Bill can't do anything because he's on parole. He has to keep this job. And he knows this. He says, see the star in your time card? That's how I know you're on parole. And when Bill walks out of there after getting this, like, shitty news, he looks at all the time cards. And this guy is clearly hiring everyone on parole for this reason to squeeze them for extra labor when they know they don't have much of a chance to fight back. Oh, because he's like a giant cigar chomping, like, southerner where he's like, Yes. Yeah, either you belong to the state or you belong to me. In <laughs> <laughs> um, the kitchen, the waitress is attacked by the electric knife. And then it gets her a little bit and it cuts her arm and it falls on the ground. And everyone's coming up to look at this commotion. It starts going off again and then everyone believes her. Bill smashes it with a hammer to kill it, I guess. Yeah. Also, Greg, real quick. This is in a diner. Immediately, I see like a one of those flat top grills in a diner, and an egg cracked on it. I'm just like, I want diner food so fucking bad. <laughs> something about an egg, like an egg cooked at home, it's fine. An egg cooked at a diner is just like, Mwah. also, I love because like uh, the boss calls Bill back to the office. I love Bill's like, I got eggs on. It's like, I don't care if you got eggs on. And he, like, calls the waitress over to, like, take care of the eggs. And she doesn't know how to cook because she's just, like, smashing them. <laughs> oh, so our arcade uh, goon here, like, they're a thief stealing everything. Gus Spring is about to walk out with his spoils, but turns around because the arcade cabinet starts, like, almost, like, hypnotizing him. Like, being real weird with shapes and colors and everything. Yeah. He walks up to it and grabs it and it zaps him and kills him. He grabs the wooden cabinet that electrocutes him. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I have more on that logic, which I'll get to towards the end of the movie. That drives me insane. But I love so much where he's, like, checking all of his stuff. Because, like you said, he has, like, a bulletproof vest stuff. Like, he has so much stuff piled in his jacket. I love he even takes, like, the coffee and he puts it, like, right there, like, under his collar. Um, but then he's, like, looking out the door almost like, fuck, how am I going to get out of here without being noticed? <laughs> you don't have to not be noticed. You just bought all the stuff in there. Yeah, I just don't have a bag. 
Next, we cut to this baseball game, and the game's over, and the coach is going to get sodas for all the kids who played on the team and everything. And the soda machine, like, attacks the coach by firing sodas out, which... So, the the machine thing makes no sense in this movie. Because some of them only act as the machine would, like the vehicles and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they can drive and hit things. Vending machines can't just fire sodas out of them. No, all of a sudden, it's a rocket launcher with sodas. Because we see, like, Coach gets taken out. And we see him later. He has, like, a soda can-shaped like scar like bleeding out of his head where he got hit so hard it killed him yeah and it's firing at the team and taking them out too they're starting to drop and everything <laughs> this is soda machine going well run to the left or the right children yeah i love though because we cut to like i guess machine pov of like all the kids running and like soda cans being launched at them i just think of coked up stephen king behind the camera just like rah, rah, rah. run children <laughs> wailing kids with soda cans yeah because he hits a couple of them you see on camera they get hit <laughs> um but some of them get away, but then a steamroller rolls onto the field and kills is... two of them. And the, the shot of the kid, like, they show a kid getting run over with a steamroller. And I'm like, okay. Out of nowhere, there is, well, it's great, too, because, like, it's it, the steamroller runs through the scoreboard. There's these two giant Confederate flags on it. And then those get fucking steamrolled over, which is fucking awesome. And then, yeah, it's just, like, jumps, basically, this, like, scoreboard. It runs a kid over. So, also, like, I know we talked about the soundtrack with ACDC, but the score for this movie, I actually love, too. It's almost, like, a siren-like every time the machines are going after someone. I really like it a lot. Yeah. We cut to this, not a couple, but this girl. What's this girl's name? Oh, it's Brett. Hey. Look, no event. If anyone's named Brett, who's a girl listener, this I'm not picking on you. It was just news to me. I never knew Brett was a unisex name. Oh yeah, that's I've always known that because I've like met a couple women Bretts before. <laughs> this this was mind blowing to me. Yes, yeah, I know, but it's so weird. Of like, we always pick, like, oh look, an Anna, a Liz, a Greg, a Brett. That we got a. This is a different dimension of brett this is like dimension dimension w for women (laughs) but she's getting a a ride like hitchhiking from this bible salesman who won't shut the fuck up and she's trying to listen to the radio because it wasn't working but she's hearing the reports of strange occurrences it says if you are near a highway get away from it right away because when you think about vehicles would be the number one thing that would be taking people out if this happened okay well i've got two things here Number one, like you were just saying about the vehicles, some vehicle, like all the trucks, like all the tractor trailers, like immediately are turned. Not every car is turned because later we meet a couple when they're driving around fine. I also just love how sleazy this Bible salesman is of he keeps like rubbing her leg and she's like, if you don't remove that hand, it's going to be black and blue in a minute or something like that. (laughs) Well, the how you said not everything was turned, cars are working and stuff. I've seen people point that as a plot hole, but even when I saw this before I heard that plot hole, I didn't think of it that way. I thought it just 
got everything slowly at different points in time. Because the beginning when the ATM is calling Stephen King an asshole, everyone's still driving their cars normal behind him, but that's obviously yeah. started. I don't think it's everything all at once. So I think that's why it just takes its time getting to different things. So that like Kari isn't like infected, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, try to look at it that way. Yeah, that's okay. the way I guess you could put it. Or and also like the one tractor trailer is like I know we'll get there, but it's like almost kind of destroying the car. So I wonder at one point they're like, we don't need that car. Exactly. Back at the truck stop, the Happy Toys truck with the Green Goblin face just starts driving away on it on its own, and everyone's like, "What the hell's going on out there?" Like. Who's still in your truck? He goes, well, they must be damn good at hot wiring because he has his keys and everything. Well, I love the one, like, truck stop guy is, like, fueling him up. He's like, hey, I'm not done fueling you up yet. And he, like, takes off with the, uh, like, hose still in it. <laughs> yes. Bill goes out to check on that Happy Toys truck. And Brett, who's arrived at the truck stop at this point, goes with him. And they're looking, and there's no one there whatsoever. He gets in the truck, and we have a jack-in-the-box scare with a Green Goblin jack-in-the-box. I want to know where all this Green Goblin merch was. Or is that how Stephen King got it? It's like they Marvel like tried to do a big push for it, and no one bought it, so he got it on the cheap? I have no idea. <laughs> it's weird. But also, on the highway, this couple, who was just married, Curtis and Connie... I freaking love Connie. She's the most annoying in the best way character in a movie. Do you know who Connie is? I don't think so, do I? Yes, you do. 100%. Because you grew up around the time, like, a, you're just one year older than I am. So you grew up with the same stuff. I, did you ever watch a little show called The Simpsons? Yes. Oh, it's Marge, isn't it? Lisa. Oh, Lisa, okay. Uh, someone said something about Lisa Simpson in this. I thought they were just making fun of the way she talked. I didn't realize that actually was her. I saw her face, and I was like, she looks like someone that I, like, kind of recognize. And then I looked up on Letterboxd, and I was like, oh, it's Lisa Simpson. And I knew that from, like, really early on in the movie. Because there's certain times she's screaming. She just sounds like Lisa. She does. Dude. She's the most annoying character who I should hate, but it's hilarious oh. to me. I don't know why. Maybe I was just in the best mood when I was watching this, because all these things I'd normally complain about are getting passes from me. But man, I had a great time. But Well, you you know how I talk about my couples and horror movies? I love this yeah. couple, because they're newlyweds, and like she'll scream at them and like smack them around and stuff, but then she'll just be like, don't you get killed! Don't leave me a widow on my wedding day. Like she actually like they do love each other, but she's just seems like a lot to deal with. Yes. So they stop for gas and there's a dead worker body just laying there and he gets out to go check on it. And then a tow truck with a score kicks in, tries running Curtis over and kind of crashes. And I love Connie goes, Curtis, are you dead? Are you dead? <laughs> yeah it's in that kind of way like that's like almost like how it's delivered basically of just like you dead yet and, but later she's screaming about like you better not go out there they drive away um next we'll get our, this the one baseball kid survivor is biking home and all the sprinklers go off at once are the sprinklers trying to kill him but this is the best effort they can do they're like, if we run enough water, we will drown the world. 
Or it's like, let's make the road slippery so he crashes on his bike. Also, this just reminds me also of, like, the baseball boy from, um, fuck. What was the, not The Shining, but the, Dr. Sleep. Like, now there's the baseball boy and Dr. Sleep, and I think they call him a couple times, like, oh, there's the baseball kid or whatever. It's like Stephen King plays with the same element yeah. through a lot of his stuff of like, and it's well done, but that, that once it was like, Oh, that reminds me of Dr. Sleep. Like he just likes wholesome baseball kids. Yeah. He's very, he likes making like the Americana town and then making everything go crazy. Yeah. But he's biking around and he sees so many dead people like in cars killed by the windows and stuff and the people hanging out. The Walkman is a bigger killer than I had anticipated too. Because we see a couple Walkman deaths. They're they're just bleeding because the one guy's like sitting on his um like swaying on his porch and there's just blood coming out of his ears. I'm imagine like he's listening to some like good like American ACDC. Like, oh yeah, I love this new album. All of a sudden fucking country con- turns on. He's like the thing didn't even kill him. He shot himself or something. Like, I gotta get this out of my ears. I got, He's like two screwdrivers. Just <laughs> New head cannon. I'm down for it. Yeah. But then the kid hears the ice cream truck coming and runs and hides from the ice cream truck. And a lawnmower starts chasing him too. But not a riding mower. A push mower starts chasing him. Which has no way to propel itself forward. Not a problem. I'm fine with that world if we're saying this force can make these things do that, but I'm going to come back to this point at the end of the movie. Okay. No, but that is true. Because they have the ones that, like, kind of help, like, but you have to hold down that handle thing. So, they yep. even make it run. So, like, yeah, okay. But yeah, I love the predatory ice cream truck just driving around, and it has a couple blood stains on the very front. So it's gotten a couple kids that are like, ice cream! And they go running towards it. <laughs> I want, I want that scene. <laughs> I want that scene so bad. Ice cream, man! But the guy who got the gas in his eyes earlier, he's leaving to go find his son because stuff's getting weird. That is his son, the baseball boy. We'll find out later. But right as he's leaving, a truck just runs him over right in the parking lot. Because, like, Bill tries to stop him. Because this is where we see his eyes bleeding. He's like, how many fingers do you see? He's like, okay, I might be seeing double. But I can make my way. As he's just, like, feeling around in front of him. He can't see whatsoever. He's like, I'm just going to wander into the world and hope to bump into my son. (laughs) But... The truck that hits him hits the Bible salesman's car. And right when he's in the middle of the pitch of this, the good book, you can turn to it for anything in life. Wholesome living. He's talking to these people. Well, they're about to buy his Bible. If that happens, he goes, what the son of a bitch? And he gets up and pushes a girl away and goes, out of my way, bitch. As he's going yeah. out check on the car. After he was just talked about the good book that gave us the creation of our beautiful world and the demise of mankind. And then it's just like, oh yes, this is very holy. What the fuck? Yeah, like you said, pushes her out of the way. It's like, get out of my way, bitch! It's like, holy shit, that went to like zero to a hundred quick. I was like, I love the, like, he comes like walking back in and sits back down. He's like, so anyway, these gold trim books... <laughs> Only thing is, he doesn't get to walk back in because Happy Toys gets him right here. Wait, I love that they like he backs into him. 
he like goes flying over the fence into the swamp out of his shoes. Yeah. Um, then all the trucks just start circling the rest stop at this point. Like, it's really cool. It's actually, you know what? Like, this isn't one of his scarier stories or movies. You know what I mean? Maximum right. Overdrive. But they do a good job at making you freaked out with what's going on when they're just driving circles around. And the easiest effects in the world to pull off. All you have to make sure is that you don't see the driver. It's such, like, a solid idea for a movie. Yeah. But horrible game plan for these trucks because they're just driving around in circles all night. You could just sit there and idle and you're not going to burn anywhere near as much gas. You're fucking just circling this thing. Like I'm surprised that they didn't start honking for gas earlier. Yeah. Then we cut back to Curtis and Connie and they almost hit a truck like that's pulling out in front of them. And then it starts chasing them. At first you just think like, if you're them, it's just a road rage incident, but then it starts ramming into them and everything. They're screaming and, Connie's just making it hilarious the way she's yelling and everything. Eventually, though, they like shake it and it goes down a hill and explodes. And they're like, oh. we need to call the police. And they see the sign for the Dixie truck stop. So they're going to go there. That scene really reminds me of Duel, where like they're weaving back and forth and it's the old school truck and they weave just perfectly and the truck jumps off the cliff. It's like, oh, Duel is so good. I can't wait to cover that one day. That's the Spielberg movie, right? Yeah, that's his, like, first movie he ever did. It was, like, made for TV. Yeah. But they're on the way to the truck stop, and they see the truck circling around it, and they, they're going to drive through the gap. Right as they almost clear one of the trucks, one clips them, and they go flipping over. They crash. Bill goes run and Brett run out to save them, and they're getting them, and they start bringing them back in, and the owner shows up with a fucking bazooka brett and shoots the truck that's chasing them he shoots like two or three of them right here and he still has more bazooka bullets whatever they are rockets rockets Rockets. he still has has several more rockets you could just keep shooting them why did you (laughs) stop because now if anything you've just made them mad but i don't really feel a lot of camaraderie between these vehicles because that's like if like me and you are like trying to go after a gas station for some reason and you get blown up, I'm going to be like, Oh no, Greg, I'm so sad. They make no effort to like, you could have all the trucks start honking and like real, like just like constantly. Like they're like crying. I guess. Yeah. I didn't think of this, but there's no, like we're a team. It's just like, I guess, like, we'll kind of talk to each other when we need to, and... Yeah, I guess you can kill that one. I'll kill that one. Well, is it, like... Is it, like, a hive mind, where it's all one thing? Or is are they all multiple ones? So maybe that's why. Like, I think it might be, like, hive mind. Is this the Borg? You know I don't know about the Borg. I know it's Star Trek. You kind of explained it before. Is, is this the Borg showing up to planet Earth as, like, yes. the first... They're they're trying to because later on they mentioned that there's a UFO that gets shot out of the air. So did the Enterprise yes. and Picard come to save us? No, yeah. Bill saved us with a sailboat. No. It was a Borg. Go Picard. But after that, Brett and Bill are talking. Brett was hitchhiking to Florida. The only reason I bring this up is because she says that's what I was doing before every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. 
Oh, they said the thing in the thing. I do that by myself. I was watching this movie and I literally screamed that by myself. Every time they say the name of the thing in the thing, I'm just like, ah! I do like the Leo pointing meme every time. There it is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We cut back to our baseball boy. His name's Deke, by the way. I'll just start calling him that now. Deeks or something. And... (laughs) An airplane shows up to fly to the Falcon. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> Holy shit! Aside from the airplane, but that scene—that might have been like the biggest smile I had in this movie. Was that moment? As soon as that like that score kicked in, I was just like, "Holy shit! This movie's just fun." He's just having fun with this. Next, Bill's in the bathroom talking to his coworker. I think his name's Joel who's taking the wettest, grossest, loudest shit that goes for a long time asking about how many weapons are in the basement, how much does he have stockpiled the owner down there and everything. And I was going to say I'll drop a sound clip. I'm not going to do that to the listeners. Just know it's every other word this man sounds, there's shitting noises. Plop. Yes. There's lots of that. And he tells them there's lots of weapons down there. If you've not seen this movie, but seen Friday the 13th Part 3, think of the shitting in that movie. Yeah, but worse than this one. Yeah. There's just so much of it. It's just greasy truck stop guy reading a porn, shitting in a truck stop bathroom, which is never good if you're shitting in a truck stop bathroom. Like, it's an emergency. (laughs) But they go down to the basement, they argue with the boss for a little bit, but they take some weapons, and they're... Deeks gets to the truck stop, but he can't get past the trucks. And there's this grate on a pipe that can go in, but he can't get it. And he gives up. This kid gives up way too easy, dude. Find a rock and hammer it out or something. Like, he tries, like, once or twice. Like, oh, lost cause. Oh, better just walk in front of the trucks and kill myself. The gate stopped me. Brett and Bill, you sure make love like a hero moment. Ooh, la la la. Brett's getting fucked. It's nighttime, and the sky is like northern lights on crack green. Like, unnatural sky. And Brett goes, I think this is all because of that comet. Do you think so? Yeah, but wouldn't everyone have thought of this conclusion by now? Also, this is, once again, so much like Night of the Living Dead. Of Like, I know that one was a satellite, but kind of same-ish thing. Of It's like, weird thing from space with radiation causes things on earth to come to life that usually wouldn't be we gotta yeah go we got better board up the gas station but they don't board it up because they're not zombies trucks can't just be at the window like (laughs) yeah it'd just be a waste of time here but nighttime one of the waitress the waitress just starts losing it and goes outside screaming we made you you can't do this as bill drags her (laughs) back in as she's losing it and the truck's all this just like her maid sticking me- point yeah it was we made you you're not allowed to do it. it's like an angry parent she does this like three times oh she just randomly runs out to, we made you you can't do this you have no right <laughs> after bill drags her in all the trucks just start honking at her and they honk the power out to the truck stop yeah, and then she's just like, I love she apologizes. She's like, I'm so sorry. Because, yeah, we had power. The egg, we had plenty of eggs for the nice truck stop griddle that just tastes better. Nope, 
Those are gone now. No more eggs, I guess. Beer's going to go warm. Because I love everyone's just also just sitting around drinking beer. Which reminds me of just Shaun of the Dead. They're like, oh, well, we're stuck in a bar. Let's just drink. Yeah. And, I mean, but all they have is high life. They only have Miller High Life and bottles. More product placement. Well, and they have the Miller truck circling the building, which at one point they blow up, and you see all this wonderful beer flying in the air. It's like, no! I mean, it's Miller, let's not lie. It's not wonderful beer. Well, it's not old German, but it's still beer. But then we hear the Bible salesman is crying for help, and he's still alive <laughs> out there. And my thought is, yeah, let him stay. But no, uh, Curtis of Curtis and Connie fame and Bill are going to go out to save him. And I love like this, like you said, Connie's yelling out, no, no, but they're scheming this great plan. And for those about to rock starts playing as they're getting ready, like, like for those about to rock. As they're going out there. This one is the best use. I think to be honest of the ACDC, this is actually my favorite use of it. Well, yeah, cause they do. It's more of just like the instrumental version. Because there's no, yeah. no, like, there's no Brian Johnson singing over it. There's just... It does kick in. It stops, and then it kicks back in with him for a little bit. But like you said, a lot of it's that, like, opening, like... Yeah. <laughs> um, they get to the, the shower bathroom that's nearby, and they're crawling down this pipe to get to the swamp thing that he was knocked into. But as they're doing that, Deeks finds the salesman, and the salesman... It's like, help me! And reaches up and grabs him. And he's like, you're going to help me? What does he say? Get me out of this ditch or I'll kill you! <laughs> I also love where, like, Curtis and uh, Bill are, like, going through the sewer, basically. And Curtis cannot shut up. He's like, I wonder how many people pissed in here. And then at one point, Bill slips and, like, kind of falls in. And he's like... Curtis starts laughing at him. He's like, huh, how's it taste? Just disgusting. It's like Curtis. Because you know so... that nasty Joel shit we saw earlier is down there with them. Oh, yeah. They're wading through it. But the boy starts yelling for Bill to help him. And the three of them, not the salesman, so Curtis, Deke, and Bill get back to the shower house, then back to the stop. And Deke's like, is my dad okay? And they're going to break this to him nicely somehow and everything. And the owner's just like, nah, they got him. Something like that. He's like, yeah, no, your dad didn't make it. Sorry, kid. As he's like choking on his cigar. Like, now look, Brett like runs over to him and is like, you are the biggest piece of shit in the world. Like, really? You had to be yeah. the one? You had to be like, ah, kid, dad's dead, kid. Tough break. Want to work in my kitchen? But the next morning, all the trucks stop, and a bulldozer, and what I can only describe as a cart with a gun <laughs> on it show up. So, I get this is supposed to be some type of military vehicle, but you, have yeah. you ever seen No Brother Where Art, though? Yeah. You remember, like, the guy on the railroad with the little squeaky cart <laughs> that he pumped the drill? It looks like that with a Gatling yeah. gun on the top of it. And if this came from, like, the military base, why didn't a tank come? Why did the cart <laughs> with a machine gun on a pole come? <laughs> I want to mention also, like, throughout this whole time, Brett and Bill are kind of having a great time at night. 
because they're sleeping together they're yeah. fucking all night long like they're in the bed with like all the porn like on the wall did you notice that yes There's a lot of hair in those pictures this is 80s porn yes <laughs> but they're almost like having like a fun little like vacation thing yeah, they're living their best life but the owner goes out and fires a rocket at the bulldozer and the gun starts firing and kills him and a bunch of the others. Oh, it doesn't spin and keeps shooting everyone. Shoot the cart with the gun first. Yes. What What are you thinking? Dude, imagine if Killdozer was already created when this comet came over Earth. Oh my god, and the guy that made it is just like stuck inside, but he's like, this is the greatest thing in the whole world. This is a dream come true. The vehicle's uprising? Take that, city council! <laughs> this is what I was gonna do anyway. Yeah, now it's not even my fault. The waitress goes outside again yelling how they made them. She's crying, she's shot. Then all the trucks start honking in Morse code. She grabs the fucking bazooka thing and runs out there. I was like, okay, maybe she'll get a shot off before she's killed. Nope. She just grabs it to run out there being like, we made you! Like, here, here's plenty of target right here. I'm holding my arms out. Look at me! Yeah, let me get rid of the best weapon. Exactly. But I also, but I do enjoy, because I remember, like, I haven't seen this movie in a little while. And I remember, like, at one point, there's the fuel-up scene. But I was like, how do the vehicles let the people know, hey, we need gas, and we're gonna fuck you up if you don't give it to us? I was like, oh, they start doing the Morse code with the military vehicle, which makes even more sense. Yep. Um, so, I, I, so, are the trucker vehicles, do they take on the persona of truckers? So, like, all of a sudden, like, they have the truck equivalent of, like, a beer belly. They have, like, piss jugs somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so this is what I've been alluding to this whole episode that makes me mad. Oh. So they tell them we need gas because they're, they're vehicles, you know, to keep running and everything. I do real quick. I love that the kid is like in Boy Scouts. So that's why he's like the one that knows Morse code. Yeah. That's cool. But they need gas so they can keep running. But the thing is, they don't need gas so they can keep running. If what we've seen with what this, like, power does to all machines is across the board, because buttons push on their own, Brett. There's yeah. no gas that goes to make a button push on its own or a steering wheel no. turn on its own or anything. So the gas thing is off the table. They don't need gas when you're looking at everything else going on. There's no gas to make a gun turn like it's nodding yes and no to you. So I don't know why they even need fuel. Yeah, I, I get what you mean completely. There's no gas that makes the like lever on the push mower like they have exactly. to pull, though. Yeah, there's like, no gas. Like, it just drives me insane. Yes, like, exactly. I, it almost just seems like Stephen King was like, I gotta fill out 15 more minutes of this goddamn movie. What can I do? Cars need gas, sure. I'll, I'm gonna have a little bit more of my gas. Oh yeah, there we go. But Bill goes out to the pump right as Hell's Bells kicks on, and we get oh. the giant, super long montage of everybody filling up all these trucks. <laughs> and I do love down the highway, apparently all the trucks in the country oh. have heard this news and have ended up there lining up as they're filling them all up. It's almost like when Sheets put their gas on sale for $1.77 and looked exactly I was like the same thing. I was about to say this. <laughs> I, I drove by Sheets. 
on 4th of July being like, hey, I can grab a few gallons. And I was like, nope, not going through that. If anyone not from, like, Pennsylvania area is listening, Sheets, which is this gas station chain in our area, on the 4th of July made gas $1.77 a gallon all day, and it was chaos to get it. Dude, I was, like, on Sheets Reddit reading, like, all the posts from employees and stuff, people being like, I'm stuck in a traffic jam and I can't get to work. Or, like, it's my shift ended six hours ago. I still hear the phone ringing in my head because it didn't stop all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But they're filling them all up. Everyone's doing it. And I'm not trying to disparage anybody whose job is to fuel trucks. I'm sure it sucks standing out in that heat all day and everything. Like, it's got to suck. Well, man, they're acting like they're physically reaching into the earth for this gas and everything. And, like, they're, like, dying. Is it that hard? Dude, but they show the temperature thing. It's like 90 degrees and then it goes to 100 degrees. Yeah, okay, like at, I miss that part. At the at the last um time we see the temperature thing, it's like going over 100 degrees kind of thing. What is it today? And me and you were compl- it was like 80 today and we were bitching right before well, we came on. God, speaking of lawnmowers, a couple years ago I was fixing a lawnmower with my dad and it was summertime and it was hot out. And I had to cancel recording because I was way too hot and I felt faint. <laughs> Brett was wilting. I, I went out in the sun. I couldn't handle this. But they eventually they run out of gas and he's like, sorry, that's the last of it. And a truck is like speaking to Bill and like, <clears throat> and like keeps like, back and he's like i don't know what you want there's no more and he takes him to a gas delivery truck and with the hose on it so he fills up and they can keep going forever pretty much doing this right a tanker truck showed up it just reminds me of like when my cat baron wants food and he just keeps nudging me towards his food bowl like he just pushing me towards it like it's the same thing but they come up with this escape plan because they realize they're never going to get out of this and what it is is like he tells the gunner like hey i'm just gonna go take a break and everything and so he has a grenade from the basement supply and he drops the grenade like on the (laughs) gun cart and they all run into the house and (laughs) they go out through the drain and everything like this and the trucks are pissed they're all honking the bulldozer smashing into the building the trucks are furious but they get away I love so much where he's just like, just act normal. Everything's fine. He drops the grenade in like the cart with the gun and he spins the gun around real quick. So it just starts firing. <laughs> um, How does the gas station explode? Because the script on page 87 said. <laughs> okay. So if there was an explanation, you missed it too. Um, I just think, well, like they, um, they exploded the cart with the gun on it, so there's fire. Yes. Then all the trucks start driving into the building. A couple of them start, like, ramming through the gas pumps and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. So they do, the trucks oh, do it. I remember, too, why the big explosion happens, because the one That's tanker... That's what I'm talking about, yeah. The one tanker that drove into the building and is stuck there now just has air on it. It's just like compressed air or like something, oh, or it's like natural gas or something. It's like a natural gas truck or something like that. Um, 
because it starts leaking and then there's something where like you see a fire in the corner for a split second so it is like it is explained but it's like split second real quick okay but they get away and they're near a drive-thru like a fast food restaurant and the the like automatic like things like humans near humans near and deke shoots it that's just like a man because it's like one of the old school like looking drive-throughs i just think of beams of butthead where they work at burger world it's like i'd like to order a butt <laughs> <laughs> then the ice cream truck shows back up and they kill that and they get to a marina by the way they had some little dialogue earlier about how bill used to drive ride sailboats no engines at all just the wind oh. and so they get to the marina so they can get a sailboat i missed that part oh so yeah he did talk about it oh okay because i know like they mentioned at one point of like there's an island like six miles out and no cars are allowed on it and brett's like no cars and bill's like no cars <laughs> yes exactly okay so that makes sense why they're like and i know why they picked the sailboat because that's has no like motor stuff on it really it does have some but you can just use the sails okay because i was i was also wondering like who out of these people know how to sail this thing because you can't just like steal the wheel and make it go like you actually have to tie knots no that's why he was shouting instructions at everyone else quint needs to yell at you from the crow's nest hooper drives the boat (laughs) hooper drives the boat chief Slow ahead. I could go slow ahead. But one guy sees a dead woman hanging out of a car window with this super bedazzled, oh. like, fancy ring and everything, Dude. and he wants it. The diamond on it is the size of, like, the JFK, like, half dollar. Of, like, it's insanely huge and sparkly. I love, too, he's just looking at it for way too long. He's just like, huh, huh, huh. Here in a couple days when the, uh, vehicles go back to normal i'm gonna go to the pawn shop exactly which but, honestly it's not like a dawn of the dead scenario with a you never know this act the world does go back to normal yeah it does but how did the giant truck like the um green goblin truck sneak up on them because it's just I, sitting like 20 feet away from him just sitting there he was well, I was like yeah i was gonna bring that up too because now that i think about it like the trucks sneak up on people a lot. Tr- Diesel trucks are not known for their stealth. It, if a truck could scream, it's a diesel truck. You're a fucking cop! Ah, ah! Like, this. Like... I mean, because it's not much of an ending at this point. The Green Goblin truck eyes low red, and they kill the guy who got the ring, but everyone gets away on the sailboat. And then you get <laughs> you get this exposition about well, days they shoot, later. Don't don't they blow oh up yeah they blow it up. up yeah yeah they do but blow that's up what i was talking about of this is like the leader truck just because it's the coolest looking one but it's just easily exploded like ever like a normal vehicle would be it's not like it has like yeah. a force field around it where it's like oh this is super powerful truck no it explodes yeah and then you get some exposition like um two days later a ufo was destroyed from a Russian weather satellite that just happened to be armed with weapons and everything went back to normal. All the survivors of the Dixie truck stop are still survivors. So that is the end of the movie. But my big question is, so they take off on the sailboat because it's not a machine. Like they can just use the wind. 
Yeah. All those other boats at the marina, Brett, have motors on them. <laughs> Are you telling me that the UF, the alien mists Navy didn't go after them? Okay, the army failed. Send the Navy. All these boats can go after them. Yeah, but like, I seriously expected it. Like, they're just going to take off and sink this thing. But no, they just never thought of that, I guess. Yeah, the fact that like, yeah, then at that point, you could have taken one of the speedboats and gotten there way quicker. Yes. And then credits to You Shook Me All Night Long, and that is Maximum Overdrive. Holy shit, what a fuck of a movie. It's so much fun. I had such a great time with it. If you just want to hear ACDC playing and trucks destroying things and people dying, like a good just American movie. They're at the diner, they're drinking Miller High Life, they got greasy eggs. This is it. The, the, this movie is so much fun. This isn't high art whatsoever. This isn't yeah. like, you look at like The Shining or Midsommar, and you're like, oh wow, like that's just like a feat of filmmaking. No, this is like coked up book writer man. Like, this is my first movie. I've, I'm 10 beers in by 8.30 in the morning. Let's go shoot a movie, guys. Like, and it, that energy kind of comes through it, but it works. Because it's such yeah. a bat crazy movie. This isn't like The Shining. Like, if we got this version of Stephen King doing The Shining, it would not work whatsoever. The only way it works is like, giant, weird, crazy, exploding car movie. Yeah, it fits for this story. Yeah. Alright, you ready for some Count of the Dead? Yeah, let's get to the count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the throw in the horror count of the dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with maximum overdrive? The trucks count. The trucks count? They're alive. They're from the... No, they don't. I was going to say, holy shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, then, the technically, how many trucks live in the world? So, a trillion. Because <laughs> after the comet left, they all died. No, no, they did not. Okay. There was still a lot of people death. Just random. Just but like but like you said, like the drawbridge scene happened, and I don't think anyone really died in that. It was just no. a bunch of kids. There's two that fell might have, but not enough where I could count them. Well, did they fell in the river? They're fine. Um I'm gonna say sixteen, because that's the first number that popped in my head. Sixteen's a good guess. But I know you'll never complain about more death. We got 19. Yay, more death. That's great. Scout of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. All right, so in this movie, Greg, yeah. they get these people get trapped inside a diner while yeah. all this is going on. So we're going to do places you get trapped inside of. Okay. A number one version of a place you get trapped inside of, the worst version of a place you get trapped inside of when all the vehicles come back to life and try to kill you. Where you work. Yeah, I was actually, that's what I was thinking too. Perfect. How horrible would that be of like, the world is ending, everyone's dying around you, and I'm stuck at work with my coworkers? This is how yeah. I'm spending the rest of my life. I'm walking out into the trucks. <laughs> I'm going to give a number 10 version of a place you could be stuck in to a diner. With an arcade machine and a bar? Yeah. You got a bar. 
you got arcade you got fucking the greatest diner food ever because diner food is a step above that how random porno bed porno bed you could fuck brett oh Oh, you got that great (laughs) that's gonna get taken out of context (laughs) hey guys they're like, what's the perks of this? It's like, well, we got beer, we got arcade. You can fuck Brett. It's just me over there like, hi! <laughs> Do we have to? No, but he would like it. <laughs> I'm going to give Maximum Overdrive. And this is definitely not a perfect movie. But it's definitely not a terrible movie. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Out of, okay. it's not really well written. It's not really well directed. There's plot holes. But I was smiling the whole time. ACDC's playing. Trucks are destroying things. You're seeing people killed in like creative ways and stuff. Um, You get to see like bad guys get their comeuppance kind of thing. It's just such a fun movie. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. I went six and a half places I'd be trapped. It's just a fun, wild sci-fi off the the tracks kind of movie. And I really had a great time with it to the point of there was never a UFO brought up for the entire movie. The very last little like die, like the last text that like on the screen is like, Oh, the Russians blew up a UFO with nuke with nukes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what, what was that? When did that happen? Like at no point did we see like a big flash in the sky or no. anything like that. No, no, just, Oh, there happened have to that. be a UFO. You could have that right when they're sailing away and it would tie together so much better. Yeah, like an explosion in space and they're like, what's that? And then it goes right into the text or something. Nope, there just was a UFO. Lisa Simpson survived. Gus Fring was there. Like, (laughs) Yeah, that was Maximum Overdrive. I had a great time doing this one. I'm glad we got to this movie. Me too, man. Unless you have anything else. No, that's it. All right, well, we hope that Maximum Overdrive has left your brain throbbing with horror. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.